Friends, Happy New Year. Welcome to the first Wild at Heart podcast of 2022. Happy New Year. Alan, can you believe 2022? That is something out of a sci-fi novel. Right. I mean, we're past the point where Back to the Future was supposed to have taken place (laughs) by many, many years. Exactly. I think, okay, this is going to really date me, but... But uh, David Bowie's song, 1984, and like even the way that was musically produced, it was like, whoa, way uh, We were going to be there. in Mars, yeah, you know, traveling. Right? Yeah, Everybody's got jetpacks and flying cars and, yeah. Okay. So this is the first podcast of the new year, and it's an annual podcast. We, we always like to start the new year off with some counsel gained by experience over the years of how good and helpful it is to consecrate your new year to Jesus and his leadership, and then to ask for words from God over the years. So we want to talk about those things. But, you know, Alan, before we go there, I feel that something kind in the form of a question is needed first. And so I want to put it to you. Okay. And, and I want to put it to our listeners. And the question is, gang, how is your heart feeling about moving into the new year? And the reason I'm asking this is because last year I had a really interesting experience. So we were, we were leaving 2020, right? The first mm-hmm. year of the pandemic. And we were going into 2021. And there was so much talk about oh thank goodness right we're putting right. that we're putting that awful year behind us we're looking forward to a new year and there was friends right here on the team staff were talking about the dreams they had and vacations you know, yep yeah, yeah. some people use those kind of planners where what are your goals and expectations for the year all that stuff right yeah, yeah. i couldn't do it my heart would not come along. And it was a fascinating thing. At first I thought, am I not well? Am I depressed? What is this? And one night I was sitting in my home office by myself and Jesus said, take out a pad of paper. I knew he wanted to address this sort of unwilling heart. I I just couldn't, I couldn't dream. I couldn't set you know, new goals for the year, anything like that. And he had me pull out a pad of paper. He said, I just want you to write down your losses Mm. from 2020. And then what began to unfold was this incredibly rich time with Christ where the reason my heart couldn't move into a new year was that it actually hadn't finished business with what had been, you know, a, a yeah. pretty awful year for pretty much, you know, the planet, right? right? Most right. of humanity, and so we can talk a little bit more about what I did in that. But the point being, my heart couldn't come along; it just wasn't ready. Now, some of you are in a great place, and you are stoked, and you <laughs> have already got your vacation plans and your words from God, and you are, <laughs> and well done. Okay, awesome. But I don't want to put words in your mouth. How's your heart, Alan? moving into a new year? Well, it's not ready for the new year yet, honestly. I found myself in December during the prep for Christmas and the the days before Christmas 
really thinking, if we could just pause here for about half a year <laughs> with the lights, you know, outside and, yes. and a little bit more cheer in the air and people a little bit kinder and Christmas music, focus on Jesus. Like, I found myself going, I, could, I need more of this if we could somehow make every day a week or two in December because I needed that. But also, John, I, I don't feel like I'm ready for another hard year. And I'm just being honest with my feelings. It feels like the times are intensifying and heating up around us. And so it doesn't seem like 2022 is going to be this breakthrough. Everything that, that's been holding us back is going to be gone. And it's just going to be like sliding into paradise. It'd be wonderful if it was. I don't sense that. And so I just feel myself going, okay, I've got to really focus on what may be hard things, uh, difficult decisions in the new year, as well as goodness and joy. But that's my that's my heart. I, it was, I really wanted another month of December, yeah. not January. Yeah. I think we all could have used a few more weeks of Christmas, at least the good side of it, not right, the crazy right. and, and, the, and the busy, but some grace, some rest. So this is just permission, gang. If your heart if your heart needs some gentleness making the transition into a new year, that's okay. That's okay. And all the more reason to, to ask Jesus what he has for us this year because he has goodness, he has love, he has hope and joy. He has good yes. for us this year, but we certainly must ask and follow him closely into it. There was a hysterical meme going around at the end of January of this year, 2021. Uh -huh. The meme was, does 2021 come with a return? Because <laughs> I've had my first 30 days and I don't want it. I want to take it back, please. Yeah, yeah it didn't. That's good. It, well, people, folks had this, this <laughs> desire, and I get the desire, I really do, but it was a desire combined with maybe a little bit of naivete of, man, we're going to put the whole thing behind us, the politics, the pandemic, all that stuff, the quarantines, the mass, and 2021 is just going to be a fresh new start, and it wasn't. And so let's be, let's be really wise and kind with our hearts going into 2022, not anticipating doom. We're not mm -hmm. saying that, folks. Mm -hmm. We don't have a, a sense of doom coming into this year, not at all but just wisdom and counsel to do the two things that the annual January 1st show is about, yeah. and that is consecrate the year to Christ. And by that, what we mean is before you make plans, before you commit to new things, obligations, whatever, all that, consecrate your year to Christ. You sit down with your calendar, if you're married, this would be really good to do with your spouse. If your kids are old enough to kind of understand what you're doing, you do it as a family one evening, and it's joyful. You're doing it hopefully yes. and with expectation yes. okay, that you say, Jesus, we, we dedicate this year to you, to your leadership. And then we just start consecrating things. We consecrate our calendar to you, Lord, and all the decisions that we'll make about who gets to visit, or if we travel, or, you know, are there Sabbath breaks in the year? Like, right. 
consecrating your year to Christ. Yeah. And the more tactile I think you can make it, the better. So like in our home, we'll go room to room uh, and consecrate our home and our children's bedrooms and, you know, the family room and the kitchen. And, and then we'll go into the garage and we're looking at the vehicles as we're consecrating our vehicles. And the more that you can make it something that's tactile, I think the less conceptual it is and the more yeah. that we're really doing this. This is our home, our finances, our vehicles, our entertainment choices, yes. on and on, our bedroom, yes. our sleep. Yeah. And, and Okay. So I feel like I need to explain consecration because I think we're taking that for granted. In the Old and in the New Testaments, the act of consecration is setting something aside for the special purpose of kingdom. And so when we consecrate something to him, we dedicate it to him in a fresh way. We truly present it to him to be Lord of. And when you do that, you have such a higher chance of that car or vacation or calendar year enjoying the guidance and the protection and the provision of God because you've moved it out of just the kind of the chaos of the world or the impulses mm -hmm. of the human heart, and you've moved it under the leadership and into, you're literally moving it into the kingdom of Jesus. It's huge. And we do this all the time in our daily prayers, our home, our marriage, our family, but it's really meaningful to do it at the top of the year, to say, Jesus, we dedicate our 2022 to you, Lord to your love, to your provision, to everything you have for us, and to your leadership, to your instruction. And yeah, I like the tactile. We'll get the calendar out. Hmm. And sometimes we'll even lay hands on the, you know, because yeah. we'll do one of those big wall calendars, right. you yeah. know, on the inside of the cupboard door, right? And, uh -huh. and that way we can see it and we can post things on it as we go through the year. And so we'll lay hands on it. That's and, good. And de Lord, we are dedicating this year to you, and we're dedicating our decision-making about the year because pretty quick, you're going to be amazed. That calendar fills up. Right, right. And you're committed to you know this event and that trip and these folks visiting, and, and suddenly you go, oh, there's no margin. Right. Right. And part of it, I think, with the calendar is a great time to go, I consecrate my preconceptions of the year. Oof. Because, like, I was just naming— No way. I'm not giving those up. <laughs> because, you know, I'm naming in myself even that January, if it's like 2021, is going to be hard. And without the joy of the holidays and other things that just passed before it— and so I need to I need to consecrate that and say January may be incredible. Yes. In in terms of relationship with others, with family, with God, like it may be beyond what I could imagine. So my preconceptions, God, let me consecrate and bring under your jurisdiction and let my imagination be under your jurisdiction so there's no fear, there's no worry. Yes. That is so good. I consecrate to you what did you call it? Preconceptions. My preconceptions about the year. 
about January, about the first quarter. Yeah, that's really good. We're consecrating hopes, dreams, desires, decision-making, spending. We consecrate our funds to you this year, Lord, and, and how we use them. And then part two of the process is to ask Jesus to come and be Lord, to come and reign in every detail of it, and to ask him four words over your year. We call them advance words. What is he saying to you? Do you have a verse over your year? And this is where consecrating your preconceived notions is really important because there's what we want to hear. Right. You know, oh, this is going to be a year of abundance. You know, <laughs> uh, might be, yeah. but he might have something else to say. He might say, no, it's a year of love or it's a year of reconciliation or we don't know. Right. Right. It could be a right. year of Sabbath rest that he builds into your calendar. So you, you do need to yield. <laughs> This isn't the same thing as dreaming, is I guess what I'm saying. Dreaming is good, and laying out your hopes and dreams for the year in your journal and talking about that as a family, that's all really good. But asking Jesus, what are you saying over the year? And sometimes it'll be a scripture. Sometimes it'll be a phrase or two. Sometimes he'll just literally have one word. This is a year of hope. This is a year of forgiveness. And then as you go into the year, you discover it's both a promise and it's a guide. It helps guide you through the year. So in order to get concrete, what was your word or words from God over 2021? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you my word, but the process that you just said was so helpful in the past years for me because it isn't what we want as much as what we need. And so the word I got uh, this last year was a great word. I just didn't know what to do with it. It was Holy Spirit. Really? At first, it felt, John, a little bit like I said, God, what is my word for the year? And it was like, God. <laughs> and you're like, no, God, what is my word for the <laughs> It's God. And, but it was, you know, it's Holy Spirit. And I've been doing this for a long time. I've never had Holy Spirit be the the phrase or the word. But it came in so helpful during the past year. And like we've said, a, a word for the year isn't just for a 12-month period. It can go way beyond that. But in the last year, in 2021, I can't tell you what a rescue it was. Um, so like one short story is my daughter was starting college last year and we were trying to decide between a couple of different universities that were all had really good strengths and differences in different parts of the country. And we're at one of the school orientations and they said, well, yeah, our you know main focus, we could talk about education, which we have a great record in, but our focus is the Holy Spirit here at this college. And that's what we have as a foundation. Well, you can bet that got my attention. Sure it did. Because it would always be a good thing, but I'd already been given that as an advanced word. And so that's where she ended up going at that particular university. Um, and that was a big deciding factor. And we've seen it prove true in a lot of what she talks to us about and, and what has happened in her first half year. So... That's one example. 
Um, but also any conversation, John, that I would be in with people and they would bring up the Holy Spirit or, oh, yeah, I'm reading a book. Well, what book are you reading? Oh, it's about the Holy Spirit. And, you know, well, all of a sudden I'm five times more focused on that yes. as well as what the Holy Spirit's doing in me, the fruit of the Spirit. Like, and so I think what I've learned is it's not so much an answer when you get the word to a test. It's an invitation to be curious what God is going to be up to for that year with you. And it'll play out always beyond what you think in wild ways. You may go, oh, I already know what that is. Maybe, maybe a part. Yes. But for me, it's a, it's always a discovery process through the year that we get to do with God, and I love it. Yes. Yeah, for example, some friends got the word abundance, and it wasn't like it started rolling in. It was more a promise that they had to cling to mm. and pray for without immediate signs, you know, of, of proof, right? right. It, it didn't just suddenly, you know, he no. got a $50,000 raise or some crazy thing like that. that yeah. Now, abundance did flow into their year in some surprising ways, but we do need to not script it and stay with Christ, say more. Jesus, and sometimes you see immediate application, sometimes you have to cling to it and hold on to it as a promise, and then you begin to see it fulfilled as you pray it into your year. So I'm going to ask you what your word is, because even around the outpost, you don't really share what your word is during the year. Not till the year's over. Right. So this is my first time to hear what your word for 2021 was. Yeah. And there's a reason um, that I do that. These are very, very beautiful and very personal things for each person. And I think we need to be careful how much we share things we're hearing from God with others. Uh, sometimes, like Mary, right, when she got the promise of Jesus, it said she treasured it in yes. her heart. Okay. Sometimes over the years, God has, he's done this before and he did it again at the beginning of 2021 after I was able to bring my heart along and I described that process of the reluctant heart, I wasn't ready to hear. Mm -hmm. And that was a big indication to me. I don't want to know <laughs> what your words are. <laughs> I'm not ready to go there yet, God. And so for me, it, it didn't happen till the end of January, almost into February that I even heard from him because I had to bring my reluctant heart along, and that had to do with naming the losses and the hardships of 2020 for me personally, grieving them, and then releasing them to Jesus and saying, okay, now that I've done some grieving and releasing over the previous year, now I can, now I can move on. So I think it was honestly in February that I finally heard, but here's what he did. He said, I'm, there are three different stages to your year, and there's a word or a phrase over each stage. The first word, the first part of the year, the word was wait. And then the second, he gave me at the same time, said the second one will be rule. And then the third, he left blank, and he said, I'll tell you when we get there. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So, wait. Wow. Did that rescue me in the first part of the year because there were some initiatives, some things, some trips I wanted to plan, some things I wanted to do. And he said, wait. 
But there was also a couple really big things that happened here. Some folks might remember the story. We we re-released Wild at Heart and Captivating. New editions, new covers, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a cool new look. We came out with these two beautiful new film series to go with it. Yep. And the whole thing got messed up on Amazon. And because of it's like an inventory issue and it's all by computer. We couldn't even talk to a human being to get it straightened out. It was all metrics. It's a nightmare. And, yeah. yeah, it was a nightmare. And I could have gotten really upset. I could I certainly could have gotten just completely taken out by it, but I had weight. Wait. And I, I I just had a sense that Jesus said, This will resolve itself. Just pray. And now it has, and and that's in my past. But th- I could have gone on a yeah whiplash. Yeah, I could have gotten just emotional whiplash over some of that stuff. So it was wait, and then rule the invitation of Jesus to rule with Him over my kingdom and domain. Just exercising more of the authority that we have in Christ over the things that He's entrusted to us, and that's been very, very, very beautiful. But I was waiting. I was kind of waiting to see when, you know, is is this like the third third of the year? When will mm-hmm. this? And he mm-hmm. just left it a blank. And I love that. He, it's like you have permission, God, to keep me in suspense. I don't have to know everything. And then, sure enough, it was joy coming into the last parts of this year, sharing my joy. And we did a podcast on that. Yeah, I did an Advent podcast around that in the third week of Advent. So yeah, his joy became a very beautiful thing for me. And then there were other things. I kind of stay with it over time. Um, there were some words of, of counsel about certain things into the year. Stay with me, abide in me. Even something as beautiful, he, he said, believe that I will not deceive you. Wow. And and that was because there was a lot of revelation coming into my life early in the year. I was seeing a lot of things that were going on in the world and and in the kingdom of God. And I'm like, whoa, Lord, you gotta help me sort this out. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna lead you astray, John. Trust me, trust that you know me. So it turned out to be beautiful, really beautiful. That's really big. I didn't know you had three, and they were kind of staged throughout the year for your need, for your heart. To me, that just shows, like, be flexible and be expectant for what God has. It won't fit a pattern. Whatever it was last year, if you did it last year, that's not. you're not probably going to get three for 2022, but you may. But it's always going to be unique, and— also, I think what you named about when you got it, which was you got the words end of January, early February. So, like, don't put the pressure on yourself to think, well, when I'm consecrating my home, that I'm going to get my word yeah. like 10 minutes later yeah. in that same, be kind to yourself and and let the words from God come as they come. Yeah. And ask for more. I mean, ask for interpretation. You know, he says... This is going to be a year of grace. Oh, Father, thank you. Say more. Say more. And then ask about it as you go into the year. I write the words down in my journal in the first page if I'm starting a new one or someplace I'll access it. And I look at them often to reorient, to recenter, to kind of ground myself all the way through the end of the year, through 12 months. I'll, I'll go back and keep looking at 
at what he has said. But let me add one more thing, Alan, that I think is very important for us to talk about. Before the pandemic, so pre-two years ago, okay, we began introducing the Ransomed Heart podcast at the time. Uh, we would say, hey, folks, this is a gnarly time to be a human being. Mm-hmm. Okay, And God cares about your humanity. Maturity is no longer an option. Wholeheartedness is no longer something you can live without. And gang, that was before the two years of crazy Mm. and hardship and loss and disappointment and death and political acrimony and all that stuff. Okay, so we were saying that about the modern era and its effect on the human soul several years ago. But now we would like get out a yellow highlighter (laughs) and say, hey, this, this is a time that requires Christ in you more than ever. It's not just about good motives, good intentions. It's not about discovering your dreams. It really is a time for drawing very close to Christ. Now, 2022 may end up being a wonderful year globally, but there's not a lot of indication that things are going to suddenly change You know, countries are still locking down, and now there's all the tensions around the vaccine passports and even vaccine mandates and the hostilities around that and the fear and, you know, all that. The economy looks pretty bumpy. Okay, so I'm not prophesying doom over 2022 at all. I think God is incredibly good and loving. I think he has good things for us. But as you listen for your words, as you consecrate your year, what I want to suggest is at this hour, the question we need to be asking Jesus is, what are my orders? And that's very, very different than, would you bless my dreams? Yes. Right? Like, oh, I just think this is the time to start a new career. Or, gosh, maybe this is the time for us to move overseas or, you know, whatever, like dreams for your life. And again, the longing human soul right now, the profound longing for things to be wonderful after years of hardship can overrule our judgment. And we can begin making plans, even just vacation plans. It's like, no, we're going to spend that money because I just want wonderful. I just want happiness right now. That's a dangerous thing if Christ is not actually in that, if that's not what he's up to, which is why as you listen and consecrate and ask, I guess the additional question I'm suggesting, Alan, is, Jesus, what are you doing and what are my orders? Because I want to align with you. Yes. I'm thinking of the stages even of, of maturity in Christ where we come to a place in our relationship with Jesus, with our Father, with Holy Spirit, where it's not only comfort me, counsel me, heal me, I pray for more, but I want to know what you're doing, God, and I want to be a part of what you are doing in the world. I want to be a part of that. And especially at a time when most of the world 
is turning its attention to how do I make my life good? Right. Doggone it. <laughs> you know, I'm so sick of all this stuff. That can overrule what Christ is actually doing. And so as you ask, as you pray, as you dedicate, as you listen, ask Jesus, what are my orders? What are your instructions for us, Lord? What is the counsel that you have for me or if you're in a relationship, for our relationship, for our marriage? What is your counsel? What are your instructions for us as a family? For my job, for the kids' schooling, give us your guidance, Jesus. Because in an hour like this on the earth, our safe place, the place of abundance, the place of blessing, is very, very close to Jesus. It is one with him in all things. That's huge. It not only is helping us understand the season that we're in, but it also, I think there's an immense kindness in that it takes the pressure off of us to somehow react and figure it out along the way. If we ask for our marching orders ahead of time and any insight God wants to give us for this year, the way you describe it, I mean, it's a step further than what do you have for me? It's how can I join you in what's happening right now in the world for your kingdom? This can be as simple as Stacey and I wanted to go away right before Christmas, and we have a cabin up in the mountains, and it's really hard to get into after there's a lot of snow. The county doesn't plow that far. I mean, it's out in the middle mm -hmm. of nowhere, and but it's our little place of refuge, and we're like, oh, let's, let's go. Let's go, and it made so much sense. We blocked it out on our calendar. We're like, we are protecting those dates, but as, as it drew near, we paused, we asked, and Jesus said, no not a good idea. It was so counterintuitive. It felt like it was exactly the right idea. Are you kidding me? Some Sabbath rest right before the Christmas, you know, yes. rush and all that. What a rescue. That weekend ended up being very full. We ended up needing to just be at home and get our Sabbath there and not have a long drive and grocery shopping and all that stuff. It was a rescue to ask. Right. Jesus has good for us, all of us. He has a beautiful year for us. But the world is still a very strained place with lots of stress and lots of tension and a good deal of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And the place of refuge, the place of goodness, the place of provision of what our humanity needs is very, very close to Jesus this year. So what are your plans, friends, to deepen your life in Christ this year? How will you draw close? Because as we mature, it's not only, Jesus, I want you, but it's, Jesus, I want you and what you're doing. And in fact, only what you're doing. I would add that this annual podcast as something that we need just because of the hour that we're living in. And I think we'll find a lot of um, hope in it. I think yes. we'll find a lot of encouragement. I think it'll be really awesome to hear from God what his instructions are. Well, yes. And if you're listening and you're thinking, that's great, but I, I don't really hear from God. 
or uh, it's been a long time or I never have, I would highly recommend the book from John, Walking with God. And that may be a great book to read here at the beginning of the year because that shows how to have conversational intimacy with God. And that's what you most want in this moment is to be able to hear the voice of God. Yeah. Yeah. So take the pressure off. Give it a month. Give it. Give this a month. Spend January asking. You might hear right away. And recognize that God speaks in many ways. He might speak to you through a worship song. He might speak to you through your priest or your pastor. He might speak through a friend. He often mm-hmm. speaks in our own hearts where we hear his voice within. And I would add, if you believe that you have heard something pretty wild, like quit your job, or marry this person that you've only known for two weeks, or (laughs) yes, now is the time to sell your house and move overseas, get some confirmation (laughs) around, around the bigger, wilder stuff. Well, there you are. Friends, that's that's our annual first of the year podcast. Consecrate your year, your home, your life to Jesus and his leadership. Ask him what he's saying over your year and ask him for your orders. What are your instructions, Jesus? What are our orders this year? I think it'll be a really rich process doing it. I think you'll learn a lot about where your heart is right now doing it and then write it down somewhere that you'll look at it often because it will be wonderful to refer to it as you go through this new year.